0: Well, hi, and welcome back to Pointer Reynolds, the front porch. I'm Lauren Jewell. I'm Brian Beaudry. And we're going to talk about whatever it is we're about to talk about in the next 45 minutes or so.
1: We talked to Andrew, and Andrew is a little wordy.
0: He is, but you know, it's good. That just means he knows a lot, right? Um, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was a good He does know about
1: himself, so that's.
0: Yeah, that's true. Most of the questions are about yourself, so hopefully you know a lot about yourself. But yeah, no, it was a pretty good conversation. We had talked about a whole wide range of subjects from um, the one time he almost killed his future father-in-law.
1: Yeah, I think so. It's, I edited it a lot over a period of time, so I don't really remember what's still in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think, mo- I think that's still in there.
0: Okay, well, if not, then you should ask about the time he almost killed his father-in-law. Yeah. What else did we talk about, Brian?
1: Um, I don't know. I think we should make them listen. But we do have mm-hmm. one interesting new thing
0: Ooh, this month. What is it? <laughs>
1: uh, I got tired of playing the same ad, the same fake ads in the middle of all of the podcasts. No,
0: they're not fake ads. They're <laughs> all ads for Pointer Riddle.
1: That's true. Technically, they're real. Anyway, this time. <laughs> This time we asked our friend Jonathan to uh, tell us some jokes. Ooh! So that will be an interesting little bit. In he
0: is known for his jokes around the office. That sounds like a good bit.
1: It is. I th- I enjoyed it quite a bit. Okay. And uh, I think we'll continue to enjoy it moving forward.
0: Hmm. Are listeners able to leave comments or anything when they listen to our podcast, or is it like a typical podcast? Of course, where you just listen but to it?
1: only if they like it. Only if they like it should oh, okay. they ever post comments online. <laughs> if they don't like it or they think it's terrible, then they should message me privately at marketing at dot com.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Um, but yeah, if you like the jokes or anything else we talk about, be sure to like. And rate and review it wherever you're listening to it on. I don't know. I hear podcast ex- ex- people yeah, say that ex- often, <laughs> so I was like, I want Except to say that. if you're
1: driving in your car, don't do it then. Don't do it. But like, driving. wait till you get home and yeah. then rate, uh, subscribe, review, send tell us, us how amazing we are. Cats. Uh, and coupons for cat food. It's gonna be so strange if you receive a bunch of coupons <laughs> for cat food.
0: Yeah, neither of us have cats, so don't. Send, that's we'll donate them.
1: Yeah, you can send them, but it would be weird.
0: Yeah. Anywho, well, hope you enjoy this episode. Here's Andrew. Bye.
1: Welcome to the Front Porch with Lauren Mohawk.
0: I'd like to welcome today's guest and Point of View's expert videographer, Andrew Sherrington.
2: Thank you very much. It's good to be here.
0: Yep. Welcome to the front porch, Andy. Okay. Nope. So <laughs> <Nope>.
2: <laughs> please do the intro again. <laughs> I will not allow that. Allow what? Andy, that is not no. That that won't that won't float. Sorry. It doesn't float? It does not okay. float. It sinks.
0: Um yeah, let's just start with the basics then. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you even do here?
2: So um, my name is Andrew. I am Actually, I am from England, although I do get a lot of uh, flack for being from Australia. Mm, I'll grow you more on that later. Um, okay, engineer. that sounds good. I, I grew up in uh, just outside of Sheffield in England, which is up in the north. And at Point of Rental, as you already mentioned, I'm the videographer. I'm kind of overall the media production and a lot of other things that kind of fall um, into my lap. Uh, I've been doing lots of data stuff recently, surveys and All that good fun stuff because, yeah, COVID's had me at home, so I haven't been able to do much videography recently. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, but we're glad to have you back in the office now. That's been good to see you face to face. I mean, some people probably wouldn't agree, cough, Thomas, cough, but (laughs) (laughs) now we're glad to have you back.
2: I was fighting Thomas off from giving me a hug this morning, so I think he was very excited.
0: Well, that's an odd fight to have, but. I'm Glad you survived. So um, we'll always start off with just kind of a silly question. Um, so please name as many members of the UK royal family as you can off the top of your head in 38 seconds.
2: Well, Elizabeth the first, Elizabeth II, George the first, George the second. How many George are there? Edward the first, Edward the II, second, Edward the third, there's lots of Edwards. Um, there's Prince Charles, there's Prince Andrew that nobody likes. Um, there's Princess Diana of course, there's Camilla Parker Bowles. Um, Harry and Megan, right? I don't think they count
1: anymore. I thought they were announced.
2: I mean, they're still part of the family. Gosh, wow.
0: Are they invited to Easter?
2: Uh, yes, they'll, yeah. Okay. Um, does that
1: mean you're inviting them in case they aren't invited? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll invite them. They'll definitely come.
2: How much time have I got left? Right?
0: Um, you're got like three we're not seconds. actually three left. seconds. Um, I think you can still keep your British. This okay. name to keep my passport we'll see. for now. For now. Yeah. Thank you. All right. But before we really get into your career stuff, there's been a lot of talk about where you're from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, so whether it's England or Australia or whether you're just doing a really bad English <laughs> accent, um, let's clear it up right now. Where are you officially from?
2: So officially, my passport that I should have brought in to, to prove it is from England. I I was born in a not overly nice town called Rotherham. Um, I keep banging this sorry. Um yeah, I was born in a town called Rotherham, but when I came here, um somebody called Jesse uh, decided to start a rumor that I was actually from Australia and more and more people bought into it, including Andy Clark, who I believe you convinced I was from Australia um, and yeah, so that that rumor spread pretty quick. That's actually one of the only rumors about me that's ever like spread and people have actually believed hmm. so I'm quite pleased with that.
0: You're pleased with that? I'm pleased. I'm happy with it. Well, I'm glad. We'll keep the rumor alive then. So you are from Australia then? I'm not
2: from Australia. When I do go into stores and stuff, people say, oh, are you from Australia? I remember we were on a, I think the two of us were on a call with somebody or we met somebody in person and they thought (laughs) I was from Australia and that, that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, we had um, our officiant for our wedding was from England as well, and he had a, quite a thick accent. Mm-hmm. And I had people coming to me like, "It was a beautiful wedding." I have no idea <laughs> what the <laughs> officiant said. <laughs> I was like, "Well, <laughs> uh,
2: see, wouldn't you rather this way? You can actually understand what I'm saying, at least, although I don't sound like I'm from Down Abbey."
0: That's true. I yeah. would appreciate if you sound a little bit more like you're from Down Abbey, I'll, but I'll try. I'll give you a pass. All right. So now that we've cleared that up. Um, What did you want to be when you were growing up in Rotherham? Yeah,
2: so I I always wanted to do kind of technical stuff. Um, I originally thought it would be lighting, but then I kind of really honed in on sound engineering. So the guy behind the sound desk at concerts and things like that, um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a professional one of those. And I I definitely kind of have kept that thing, that kind of dream alive. I don't want to do it professionally anymore, but I... I do still enjoy sound engineering, and um, I enjoyed doing setting up the studio, for example, and getting to do those kind of things. And um, for my old churches, I used to do sound engineering for them, and that was always a lot of fun.
0: Hmm. So, if you ever had like a music group or anything contact you and say hey we'd like you to do our sound you'd be like peace out pointer and all
2: um i mean (laughs) i'm gonna travel the
0: world with the beatles and do their sound
2: i the things that i've learned is that it doesn't earn a whole lot of money Um. and it's definitely inconsistent pay so i would love to do it for a couple of weeks or something like that to do that i did do some theater productions in england as well it was very fun Um, Hmm. definitely i enjoy live um we've done some live broadcasts from point of rental and that just that feeling is just, you don't get that anywhere else. It's very fun just mm-hmm. being the person that if you screw up, everybody's going to turn around and look at you. It's that, very exciting.
0: If, I'm sure it's thrilling. It's thrilling. Actually, it's thrill. I kind of know because I was often staring at you during the actual right. conference this last year and I was like, what's happening? That's
2: right. The moment when the live stream went down, if you remember, <laughs> just frantically trying to get it back yeah. up. No, yeah. you
0: did really good. That was a good one. It,
2: it was good fun, yeah.
0: All right. Um, So when did you say, well, it looks like I better figure something else out?
2: So it wasn't quite like that. It was originally I wanted to be a sound engineer. And then I kind of got my hopes set on electronic engineering and going into some kind of renewable energy, um, that world. Sure. Um, Had a whole plan of getting an apprenticeship in England. Um, Never really Went for the whole college thing. I was never all that interested in that. So I wanted to have an apprenticeship and get paid to be learning, basically, and do all of that. And um, lots of things happened that I'm sure we'll get into on the, this podcast, but that ended up not happening. I took a year out um, after my equivalent of high school and went to, I was, did an internship at my church. And it was kind of just a, well, it was quite a loose internship. They didn't really have a specific um, model at that point. But I just said, hey, you know, what, what do you need? And they needed somebody to do media. And I knew computers and I knew sound. So it was kind of not too much training to get me used to kind of doing graphics and stuff. And um, just kind of taught myself how to do graphics and then taught myself how to do um, video was soon after that. And then eventually taught myself how to do web design basic stuff nothing nothing crazy but enough to get me going and and so I I just started doing that and started to really enjoy it and just do it more and more and more and um, I'm sure we'll delve down that rabbit hole but that was kind of the moment that it was like yeah I, I could see myself doing that and then some circumstances came when I moved over here that meant that that was a job that was open to me. And I thought, hey, let's give this a go. Mm. And that's kind of what happened.
0: What have you been able to pull from your previous jobs that really helped um, in your point of rental career?
2: So my only previous paying job was in media as well. So, um, of course, the internship was all free work, and that was in media. And then when I moved over to the States, I... Um, applied for a job at a non-profit um, over here as the media director for their global headquarters and somehow got that job and at that point didn't know Adobe or anything like that or hadn't really used a real camera before <laughs> um, and so kind of once again taught myself those things um, which I was able to of course pull from moving over here and I was able to black myself into a job here somehow and then um, yeah, a lot more learning when I when I came over here. So, yeah, there's just a lot of definitely using Adobe products was something that I learned in my last job. Um, basic videography, not using fancy equipment so much, but just the basics. Um, and, yeah, animation, just little bits of animation is something that I've definitely pulled from a lot.
0: Did you have to learn, like, how to just be in a crowd, but, like, be comfortable with filming people when you're taking videos? Because I've done that a couple times before. Like, you've handed me the camera, and I'm like, I (laughs) feel like I'm in the way, and people are looking at me like, what?
2: Yeah, so... Like, don't care. So back back then for the nonprofit, it wasn't... We just didn't have that equipment. So Mm -hmm. it was very much, if I was going to film in the crowd, it was on a tripod, and it -hmm. wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. So coming here, it was... I think the first thing was the International Conference. And... Mm -hmm. (laughs) it that was super awkward you were walking in between people shoving cameras in people's faces i didn't know i spent so much time on my feet carrying that gimbal with a camera on it my arms were dead i remember Lauren, and our boss just saying dude just stop you're fine you've got enough now mm-hmm. get a drink and you know just relax because yeah I, I didn't know what i was doing at that point um, yeah.
0: glad to know you didn't know what you were doing i still don't
2: (laughs) (laughs) as i said definitely kind of uh, you know maybe oversold myself a little bit into this job
0: well we have you now that's right i guess we'll work with you now's
2: the time to admit it (laughs) i am very underqualified
0: (laughs) what is your favorite part of working here
2: my favorite part um so my favorite part of my my work, like my actual videography mm-hmm. and video making and things like that, has to be being able to go on um, trips. I don't know what you want to call it, road trips or whatever. We, me and Brian, have been to Phoenix and um, California, Anaheim in California and uh, Orlando in Florida and many many places along the way. And getting to go out and film it's it's nerve wracking because you know if you don't get a shot you don't get a shot and that's it because you know you can't you can't just go back um but that's been some of the most fun is just being able to get out and about take a bunch of equipment take a drone and um go fly and and just do that. that that's been that's been some of the most fun of actually doing my job but in terms of working at point of rental as a whole it's it's the community it's being around friends and my amazing co-workers and um, he's not talking about us I thought the answer was going to be making fun of Thomas <laughs> no that, that, that's yeah, that's next um, but yeah just having a really solid team um, that knows what they're doing and or at least pretends to like me <laughs> just being able to kind of have be given resources to do whatever we want to do it's so much fun
0: so what's your five year plan?
2: my professional five year plan is definitely still at point of rental no changes in in that like for sure um i actually made the mistake of telling lauren that i plan on retiring here which probably means i won't get any raises (laughs) (laughs) um, so yeah definitely still here um i hope to and I, i don't know how this will look but i i would love to have a team underneath me that i'm kind of directing again at my old job I had a media team underneath me it was wonderful um, started off with one guy my first year and then um, two in the second and then by the third I had five people working underneath me and that was really cool um, being able to lead a team and really um, train train people up in their individual things that they they were mm. interested in and um, that was just really fun and I, I would like to get back into that
0: you like being able to invest in people's lives exactly but do you want to give your five-year plan? That is for personal. Personal. Um, so
2: my five-year plan, personally, I would like to take my wife on a nice vacation. Um,
0: a road trip.
2: Maybe a road trip or <laughs> something. Yeah, not going on a road trip with Brian <laughs> would be great. No, Spoiling the question for later. <laughs> okay, Sorry, we, right. can, we can we can we can <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, to be able to take her somewhere, just just really nice um some somewhere like stupid nice like hawaii or something like that that's like really special um i'd like to be able to do that that's definitely hard to do with a toddler and a second one so hopefully by that time there'll be a time that they can go to their grandparents and
0: you know. or they can just do the, you know the seven-year-old can babysit the that's tower. right that's right I mean, that's pretty much how <laughs> they did old. it like 100 years ago right um Okay, so you've told us many times that your favorite show is the u s version mm-hmm. of the office, and that the u k version is in your words terrible mm-hmm. um uh is that the real reason you got kicked out of the out of the u <laughs> k um and and secondly, why do you like the u s version most? not just what i can't i don't know what this word is not you know just of the is?
1: office shows but of all shows. you don't know what that word is. <laughs> <laughs> the none, of, none
2: of those words were
0: <laughs> my brain like was like i can't keep up with can't read more
2: words than five letters. why do you
0: like the us version most not just of the options but of all oh okay gotcha
2: so yes yeah, definitely the real reason i got kicked out of the uk that's definitely why i'm here it's very awkward it's very uncomfortable i know it's supposed to be but there's a point at which it goes too far and it's just i don't like watching this this is making me feel uncomfortable so my my wife got me um introduced to the u.s office um Mm -hmm. when we lived in england at that point she'd probably watched it like five times through um and we've probably watched it about six times through together so she's she's way into double digits at this point um and and it's such a great show because it's so easily quotable and (laughs) gifable whatever Mm -hmm. there's just so many times that one of us will say something and obviously you know that's what she said or something like that but there's so many other quotes that just are perfect and then the other great thing is just it's so easy to just watch it again you know just hey let's let's just start watching the office again and the first season is a bit meh nah, but once you're through that it's just wonderful so
0: do you recommend it for other people to watch? Definitely. Okay. Well. Definitely. Why would I not? <laughs> it's my favorite show. I don't recommend other people watching Stay it. Stay away from Stay it. Stay away.
2: It's I am, mine. I'm very sad, though. It's not on Netflix anymore.
1: Hey, everyone. Are you ready to laugh? It's time for Jonathan's Jokes. Let's give him a hand.
0: All right, dear uh, point of rental friends, I come with you with some jokes today so we're gonna start off with joke number one and this is one of my favorites okay how do billboards talk sign language <laughs> The best part of living in america is it the freedom or the waffle fries perhaps the 64 ounce root beers
2: mm. the 64 ounce drinks definitely caught me by surprise it's basically a bucket <laughs> but i the, the freedom is something that i've never really understood <laughs> like england is just as free as america is i don't see the difference there so okay i will say i really enjoyed getting to understand baseball I have not enjoyed trying to figure out football. That is not something that I'll get my head around ever. I expect. Okay. Um, I definitely like the variety of food. So England does have some good food. People don't believe me when I say that, but most of England's good food is still foreign food. So your Indian food is phenomenal in okay. England. A, a lot of the kind of you know, Pakistani food, just incredible. Um, and that's there's, there's a large Indian and Pakistani population over there, and their food is just fantastic. But here, so, so in England you have like five fast food chains and that's it. Um, whereas here there's like a thousand and you just go down the highway and it's just like sign after sign after sign <laughs> the entire way. So that's that's been pretty cool is getting, getting to try lots of foods that I you know wouldn't have, wouldn't have had before. Um, I like, I do like the size of it. Obviously America being huge <laughs> that's a polite <plot laughs> quote right there. <laughs> um I I do like that America's huge, but at the same time, that's also really hard to kind of deal with.
0: How many times have you almost died? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that transition.
2: <laughs> that was like the best. Yeah, I do definitely have a um history of medical things. So the amount of times that I've almost died, I would I would say is two. One of those was more literal than the other. The non-literal was when I met my father and now father-in-law for the first time. And I also almost killed him on the side of a mountain. But the actual time, so I have Crohn's disease. I've had it for 10, 11 years now. Um, Yeah, back in England, I, as it turns out, and I only know this now, six, seven, eight years later, um, I got strep throat. And I'm guessing because of my Crohn's, you know, weaker immune system kind of thing, mm-hmm. it it went down, got onto my heart, and gave me heart a heart disease called myocarditis. Right? Oh, not strep heart. Not strep heart. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I I was taken to the hospital, and it was very, it's definitely very scary. The couldn't really breathe, and couldn't do it in my blood blood pressure was through the roof and everything mm. like it was very bad you know kind of what it does is infects the heart and your heart gets enlarged and all that kind of stuff right it it, it swells up or it's
0: like the Grinch's disease it's like the Grinch's disease <laughs> let's call it
2: Grinch's disease and then so I was there and then I was in the hospital for uh, a while a couple of weeks and then um, actually at that point I had to stop eating solid food as well mm. um, just because my Crohn's was really bad and so I was on these um kind of like like a protein shake kind of powder thing it's not protein shake but it's that kind of thing mm-hmm. so I was drinking like eight of those a day or something um and they were disgusting so I was very weak at the time definitely and all the heart problems and Then I got out of the hospital and then like a couple of days later I got another heart disease called pericarditis and so I was back in the hospital for a few days as they kind of figured that out and lots of CT scans lots of x-rays ambulance lots of drugs lots of the amount of blood they took was crazy. I remember just watching; they were just filling up this tray with blood. It was it was insane. And one good thing about England is they didn't have to pay a penny of it. It was wonderful. Um, none of it was wonderful, actually. But you just had to pay in blood. Yeah, just <laughs> lots of blood. That's <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that there was one night especially that things were a bit. Hit or miss, mm. and and that was that was very scary.
0: So I've heard that you've driven a tank mm. and that you've spent four months in Kenya. Um, please tell me those two tidbits aren't related. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but please please go into that. So. No,
2: they're not related, but um, they did happen at similar times. So. From Groupon, at least in England. <laughs> 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 they sent you to Kenya for a <laughs> <months. laughs> That's right. Groupon <laughs> trip to Kenya. They left me there. That's why. Or even
0: said. a Groupon thing of, hey, want to <laughs> drive this tank? That's <laughs> what it was. It was driving a tank on,
2: from Groupon. What? It's freaking amazing. In the UK? Best birthday gift ever. I'm serious. It was, no, it was not your normal tank. It, it was kind of, maybe it was converted. I'm not sure, but it kind of had space in, in the back for a few people to sit and stuff, kind of out um, on the back of the tank, which was really cool, because when other people were driving, you were in the tank as well, experiencing it. But it's very cool, you've got your, your two um, sticks, and you know one is the left track, one is the right track, and you know forwards, backwards, left, right, spinning circles, that kind of thing. And so it was just this massive field, super muddy, and you're basically doing power slides in a tank, and it was really fun. And uh, and then Kenya was uh, I did two missions trips in Kenya with my church. Um, Honestly, incredible experience, and just really, I I honestly would like to take my kid there just so he can see that. Um, It it's just mind blowing to see a different side of the world. See, of course, a different country. See um, a lot of the poverty that was over there, but but it's just a fundamentally different culture, and it's really interesting. Moving from England to America was very interesting from the things that you don't think are going to be different are different, right? So, and this is silly, but one of the first things I was in the airport and I walked into the the bathroom, used the urinal, and it was completely different to an English urinal. And the way that it flushes was complete. It, I know this sounds so dumb, I'm but picturing it, a monocle and a top hat—that's <laughs> that's exactly it. Threw me through. Now, in all fairness, this is after an eleven-hour flight, so and a lot of jet lag. But it <laughs> threw me through a loop going to, you know, pee in a urinal um, uh, in America. It was, it was very different. Um, but there, there are a lot of things that just—you know—the cars are bigger here, the food's different, whatever. Whereas over there, just so much of life is just so different um the the work culture for example is so different the way that people um spend their time and just the community aspect and um it's it's just very different so
0: like they're workaholics who work from sunup to sundown or much the
2: opposite it's it's very cool they once five o'clock hits everybody is done there is no nobody works more but as well as that because of the Heat and things like that. People like nap in the middle of the day. And mm. it's just it's a much, in my opinion, it's a much healthier lifestyle. And actually, my interestingly, my Crohn's had never been better, at least at the time, um, than when I was in Kenya. Um, I'm not sure if it was the food or or the the work culture, but there was just no kind of um workaholic kind of thing. Um, and that was really cool. I was the first year I went I was doing a lot of carpentry stuff for a orphanage um, out there and that was that was really fun to get to do and then the second year it was a lot more administrative stuff
0: tell us about the time you nearly killed your father-in-law as you prepared to request permission to date his daughter yeah
2: so my my now father-in-law uh, my my in-laws were definitely more traditional than I've been brought up on. um I'm not sure if that is was a difference between being an American or an English or, or what but Um, It was definitely, I needed to ask permission to date um, his daughter. So I actually was working just outside of London at the time. And he just so happened to be on a work trip in London. And he, I think it was his idea. I can't remember, it may have been mine. I picked him up from a train station just outside of London and drove him all the way from London to Sheffield. This was the first time I'd met him in person. And that's uh, about 300 miles, I think and was very awkward um it was it was actually much better than i expected it i was very scared but you know you're meeting your father-in-law for the first time and well It wasn't I father-in-law mean, you all even well, not my father-in-law at <laughs> the time but meeting the person who i knew was going to be my father-in-law and that was very nerve-wracking and kind of just he actually texted uh, my now wife um because she she texted him saying how's it going how's it going do you like him whatever he texted me he showed me as he was doing he said no i don't like him very much it's not going well (laughs) It was, i yeah that that was nerve-wracking um but i brought him back and he was he was in england for a week took him to a bunch of different places and one of the things i really like to do was go on hikes um up in the peak district which was not too far from where i lived and i took him on a hike that i thought was a hike and for him was a lot more than a hike um very very steep hills um at times and i have a picture of him just laying on a rock at the top of this hill (laughs) just completely dead and of course learning coming over here uh
0: dead dead no
2: (laughs) golly jules (laughs) Very much alive. Sorry. If you want to make it back? your answer is yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. That was where I should have asked him. But yeah, he's uh, there's a picture of him completely just wiped out on this rock, and in America right now, know that refills are free. You, know, you buy a drink, you get free refills. We got right now. Where's that going? We we eventually got down to the bottom of this hill and back to where we started, and there was a pub, and he thinking there was free refills, like got a coke downed it got another coke downed it i think maybe he got an, i can't remember but like and then got the bill from like three cokes which is really funny but yeah he he was he was pretty exhausted and i was planning to ask um him if i could date his daughter like the next day and i actually ended up putting it off for a couple of days because i was very afraid that he hated me
0: yeah <laughs> from making him exercise on a mountain and Having much. very boring car conversation on the way to the I, mountain. I don't
2: remember a car conversation. I will say, I my understanding of Texas was that Texas is very hot, right? Okay. So when I picked him up in the car, I turned the heat all the way up. <laughs> I made that car as hot as I could, <laughs> thinking that that's what he wanted to feel.
1: This is the worst hosting. <laughs>
2: like, I I just tried to think, hey, can we make it cooler? I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be great. <laughs> as I'm sweating in this car. Oh, yeah. Oh, well,
0: at least you were trying to be accommodating. I was
2: trying my hardest. When you want a
0: refreshing software experience with no calories, no sugar, and no preservatives, try Point of Rental Software. (laughs) It's good for your business, and it always leaves a great taste in your mouth. Point of Rental. All right, um, have you considered going on a trip out of state with uh, your family instead of just Brian? Just
2: Brian. I have thoroughly enjoyed our road trips. <laughs> um, Aww. Yeah. It's... Except for some of the hotels
1: where we... Oh, my gosh. Speaking of places that uh, you might have almost died.
2: Yeah, that's the time we... The mini golf place? No, the mini golf place was decent. We... The first time me and Brian went on a road trip, which was also, like, pretty much my first time out of the state, Brian booked all of the, the motels. And being a good person, tried to save the company as much money as possible, which also meant putting our lives in the hands of some sketching. Also, you
1: got to try to find a place with the parking for a stupid oh, huge truck.
2: That's true. Yeah, we had a... What was it, 27-foot truck or something? I don't big know. A big old truck. But yeah, there was, definitely, there was a couple of times, two nights actually in a row, I think, we got woken up in the middle of, middle of the night. One was this woman screaming at her kids, and the other one was somebody... Uh, the owner, I think, knocking on banging on the doors saying that you have too many people in your room and not not our room, sorry, I should say. The the room <laughs> well, next to happened? us. The room next to us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. we yeah, they they were banging on the door and yeah, they woke us all up and I guess they'd had somebody sneak into that room that they weren't paying for.
0: Okay, let's do um, a word associations game. Word associations. Yeah game. Do that. When I say something, uh, you tell me the first word, phrase, or short, short, emphasis on short, story that comes to mind. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So first word is drone.
2: Prison. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that with the explanation. <laughs> right. All right. The drone story is long and complicated. There's... Uh, where our office is, is very near to a um, in, it's a DFW airport. It is a no-fly zone for drones. And I, the drone that I fly for point of rental does tell me if I'm in a no-fly zone. And it did tell me, but it also allowed me to override it, override it. We were about to go on a road trip, and I took the drone out just to test it. I just took it up in the air and took it back down. Um, and that is a bit of a, a no-no in this area. So, a friend of mine, a guy who works here, is a pilot, and he knows his rules. And he saw me do that and kind of got onto me about it. So we went on this trip, and we were filming at um, a really, really cool um, party and event rental place um, in Florida. And I start getting messages. Um, I can't remember. I think it may have been from Stephanie, um, saying hey, have you seen the picture in water cooler in, in, in the workplace chat? And so I had a look and it was a very official letter saying that a you know a drone had been spotted by these radars um, at these coordinates, which of course were the coordinates for point of rental. Um, within this time span, which was of course the time span I was flying it, um, and that, that was of course against the law and I'd be... You know, should be waiting to hear from them or or whatever it was, and so Preston starts giving me missed calls because it's the drone is registered to Preston Harris, um, and so he's giving me calls saying, "Hey, well, what's this about?" So I I'm freaking out, reading messages, sending messages to Lauren, just saying, you know, I'm don't know what to do. What do I do? And telling Stephanie that I'll just take care of it, and then. And this is while I'm filming, I'm physically filming, physically moving a camera on a slider while trying to read messages, and read this this letter, try to figure out what to do. So I finish filming and I get a call from an unknown number, of course, and it's this guy, I can't remember the name, and he takes me through and says, this is what's happened. I found, you know, I, I radars, picked up this thing. Basically, I'm going to get put in jail and... I He then asked me if I have a drones pilot license, which you're supposed to have, to fly commercially. And I didn't at the time. And I told him that I don't. And he said, he was like, oh, well, that's that's not going to help you and all this kind of stuff. And he was telling me that this is because of the way that the flight paths were. Um, it's very dangerous where I was flying and that um, I could get in a lot of trouble. And they were going to investigate it and it was going to take a few months and things like that. And I, I'm still very proud of how I handled it. I very clearly told him. I said, look, this... Oh, and he'd said, but actually, if you're doing it for the company, then actually the company will just get fined the $2 million, and you actually might be okay. And so I'm thinking, well, I'm definitely getting fired. Like, this... I'm, I am shot at this point. This was after was it after the NDA thing I think it may have been a little bit after the NDA. it was only shortly after Wayne had walked out <laughs> in the meeting too so my job was definitely on the line at this point and um yeah so I told him I said look nobody told me to fly this drone I did this on my own accord the company didn't know I was flying it the company didn't ask me to fly it you know just to set that straight knowing I was going to go to jail for six months or something like that but I couldn't have it on my conscience that the company got um fined two million dollars so I hang hang up the phone from that call Lauren Harris explain everything to her go through the entire thing and then she just says so have you learned your lesson and just busts out laughing there's Lauren, there's Colin, who was the guy on the phone the whole time. There's Nate, um, probably some other people there just, just crying, laughing. And I, I, at this point, my heart was just kind of in my mouth pretty much at this point, And just, it was a very surreal feeling.
0: Number two, our old office building.
2: Um, basketball. Number
0: three, the ARA show. Fun. Uh, four. Ben Santiago. Sean
2: Sebastian. <laughs> what? <laughs> this first is a fun game.
0: game. <laughs> um. Number five. Lauren Phillips. Scary. <laughs> number five. Lauren Harris.
2: Less scary for some reason.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> number six. Wayne Harris.
2: Walks out on me. <laughs> Hates me. <laughs>
0: uh number seven thomas Choi, friend oh
2: <laughs> dang it, it was supposed
1: to be so you can make fun of thomas and then i was gonna cut it so it came after <laughs> lauren or, or wayne oh no <laughs> no <laughs>
0: okay um now it's time for the five important questions
1: Five important questions. Five, important, Five questions. important questions. Five important questions.
0: What would you say is your greatest success in life?
2: You know, it's it's cheesy and everything, but I think having having a kid and being able to raise him and and yeah, just having having him to invest in has just been a real, real achievement. Although honestly, that's more of an achievement on my wife than than me, but still. <laughs> Um, that's been a big achievement for sure. I will say my greatest achievement, a point of rental, I think was you and me doing the international conference, like mm-hmm. the the virtual one as well. That was a lot. That was a lot. So yeah, that was that was a big achievement.
0: Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. What is your greatest fear?
2: Um, it, this will change based on whether Lauren Harris is. <laughs> she doesn't listen to you. She okay, listen. she doesn't. Okay, that's that's good then. I'm putting myself at risk saying this, but alligators and crocodiles and that kind of. Fun Stuff, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm definitely afraid of snakes. You know, coming to Texas, England doesn't really have snakes. They have. There are a few garden snakes that you're never going to see, but just the idea of snakes wanting to kill you and that kind of thing is kind of scary. But um, I don't think they're set to
0: get out <laughs> 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 to kill me. A person a sounds like they're a gang. I mean, <laughs> You just, you just
2: hear snapping rainforest. in the grass Oh my gosh um, But yeah, crocodiles, alligators It's just something that I don't know what it is, but actually um, When I first came here, Steph, my wife, knew That I was afraid of them She took me to the Grapevine Mills Mall That has a rainforest cafe And I, I didn't know this, we drove all the dang way there And she, she said Oh, go look over there And I just looked, didn't realize What I was looking at, and then looked down And they have this decently from a glance lifelike alligator moves it opens its jaws and does all that kind of stuff and that was you know it's very scary i was very much a grown adult but it scared the crap out of me
0: if you could tell first day at Pointer Riddle andrew one piece of advice that would lead to becoming a successful pointer what would you say
2: Mm. yeah i i would say yeah give thomas more of a hard time straight off the bat um. Don't break NDAs and don't worry what Wayne thinks about you.
0: Okay, well I asked for one, but thanks for three. <laughs> um, did you say don't worry about what Wayne. Tells yeah, you,
2: you know, oh no, gosh. no, what he thinks about me because I, I've always assumed he hates me, but I'm sure he just doesn't even think about me. <laughs> he just gets on with his life. And it doesn't See, think. you're you're getting older and wiser.
0: What is your most embarrassing moment as a pointer?
2: Mm. There's a few of those. So definitely up there is the time that Wayne walked out on me in the meeting. Um, we were having a meeting about the ARA show. And I said something that I guess he didn't like. And he just stood up and walked out. Um, it wasn't necessarily about money. It was more that I I think I was over-promising on something. Or underestimating how long something was going to take. And he, he was already... Everybody was kind of ganging up against him in this meeting. We all wanted this big multi-screen monitor thing. And he just said, just buy a big TV, which we did in the end, by the way, just buy a big TV. And he asked me how long it would take to put together. And I estimated a couple of days and he just got up and walked out.
0: Sorry to tell you, but you have been sentenced to death. um, As Wayne walking out of you in a meeting is now actually a capital offense. Understandable. Yeah, um, he is the CEO, yeah. and you are just a videographer. Just,
2: yeah, just a lowly <laughs> videographer. Yeah.
0: Um, And, well, what would your last meal be, and why?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I So I have Crohn's disease, so there's lots of things that I have avoided eating. Meal. Exactly, yeah. for a long time. So I would definitely go in, in that direction, the okay. direction of dairy and pastries and things like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the top things on the list would be... Um,
0: Just a block of cheese. No. No, I'm not. I don't know. Cheese, yeah. Uh,
2: Banana pudding would be like Mm. so much banana pudding. Just so much. Um, I would definitely like some ice cream, but uh, yeah, pizza with cheese, um, proper hamburger with a real bun, um, just the things that I haven't eaten in a long time, and definitely some donuts. And root beer, uh, you know.
0: Just, you can have root beer. Though. I
2: can have root beer, but I just love root beer. Even if I don't I can't drink caffeine, but even if I could, I still would pick root beer. If
0: you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be?
2: Yeah, I've I've thought long and hard about this one. On your first ever podcast, Sean Sebastian talked about how supermodels have always want things changed on them and things like that. And he said, Well, if 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 they're not happy, then I'll never be happy. So, you know, whatever. But I do have something actually. I hate my nose so much. Okay, so I'm glad you're giving me that look because that shows maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. But it's one of those noses that looks absolutely fine from the front, like perfectly normal when I turn to the side. And now I'm like, I know you're going to want me to turn to the side. <laughs> but it's got this like massive, you're never going to see me. You're never going to look at me the same again. <laughs> but it's got a massive like ridge in it and it feels huge. I'm just going to turn to the side, okay? And, okay, I'm okay. prepared. Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, so I go to the side. And uh-huh. you see, it's got like a big ridge in it and it, it's big. No, you are not seeing it. Do you see it? Right? I mean,
1: I feel like I would take. Let's get rid of the Crohn's first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Over that. That's oh, what I was thinking. True. The answer is going to be. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hmm. Nose or Crohn's? That's <laughs> honestly that's a toss-up for me. That's that's how bad the nose the nose huh. thing is. Yeah.
0: If you ever needed to wear glasses, though, I bet that would mm, help the ridge would on. be helpful.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do have pretty pretty good vision. Sadly, though. So, yeah. If I could change one thing about myself. I, fine, fine. I would do the Um.
0: All right, well, if you could change one thing at point of rental, what would it be?
2: Um. I'd move Thomas' desk.
0: What is your spirit spice?
2: My spirit spice. Um. We're not talking like the posh spice, right? <laughs> those.
1: You can answer it however you want. Okay, okay,
2: good. Um, I'm going to go with... Do you know star anise? Is that a, is that a spice? It yeah. sounds is that familiar. Things? I can't picture yeah. it or okay. taste it. It looks like a very small starfish. Um, and it tastes like aniseed. I That's that's probably my spirit spice, star anise. Um, it's kind of one of the foundations of pho and lots of other kind of Asian meals, and it's hmm. very good.
0: Thank you, Andrew, for chatting with us today. It welcome. was a lot of fun. Um, send Andrew some love this week. Send him an email, maybe a GIF of your favorite pastry or cheese items office quotes yeah he appreciates any kind of office uh gifts um just be epic and let him know that you care thanks for listening today we'll keep the porch light burning for you uh let's move on to andrew's interesting character questions Hmm.
2: I have an interesting character.
0: Well, we'll see.
2: The questions are interesting, not you. Oh, that makes more sense.
0: Andrew, what do you know about bestiality?
2: I do like the size of
0: it. Speaking of stinking up The whole hallway. Do they have sardines in the UK?
2: I did spend a lot of money. You're a duck. Why do the English people look so funny?
0: He's from England. (laughs) Give him a break.
2: Or just break your arm again.
0: All hail the queen. All right, Brian, do you want to ask this next question?
2: How did all those years of labor go? That was unpleasant.
0: Maybe you just need to do some push-ups with your right arm.
2: I personally chopped this table in half. (laughs) Maybe just filling up this tray with blood. I'm so excited to
0: die. I've got a bunch of plants that I'm killing. Has anyone been beheaded?
2: Sorry, I enjoy talking.
1: Now do you feel so free?
0: Stop this listening to me